Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another digital citizen. Uh, I am Fro, one of your hosts. Another host is Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? It is going okay. I'm going to guess that you're a little worried about the rain delay going on in uh, the week in the cricket ma match between England and West Indies right now. West Indies? Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've been thinking about that all day. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, even though England is uh, 311 against 127 over four. I mean, uh, we are in the first test of three, and it's the day two and session two, so that is uh, very, very, very important to remember. Yeah, everybody get your scorecards out and uh, mm -hmm. what your big straw hat and lawn chair. Um, <laughs> isn't that what they wear, like, to watch cricket? Mm hmm. Yeah, because it has, of course, uh, starting pouring down and all the fans bring their umbrellas win. Strong wind is also uh, blowing across the ground, it says here. So, yeah. It has to be hard to be a cricket fan. Uh, strong. Does wind affect cricket, really? I mean, not that much. It's a pretty heavy ball, right? It can't be like... It, is it? Yeah, isn't it? I have absolutely no clue, look. I mean, it's pretty big. I've seen how it's, like, bigger than a baseball, but smaller than, like, a s softball, right? Or it's kind okay. of softball-sized. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. But I thought it was harder than a softball. That's what I always thought. It's... I guess I, I've I... never picked up a cricket ball, to be honest. You have never picked up a cricket ball? Not wow. that I remember. I mean, it's possible. You know what I mean? <laughs> And I just don't remember it, but... <laughs> I'm so surprised. I guess I always kind of pictured it being like a... Um, what do you call it? With the wickets, and you take the mallet, and you hit the things on the grass. Mm -hmm. What is that called? Mm -hmm. uh, croquet. Croquet, yes. I always thought it was kind of like a croquet ball. Mm. It says here, a cricket ball consists of a core... Oh, a cork core... With a uh -huh. string and then a leather cover stitch on, manufactured and regulated by... Cr oh, so it's not, like, that hard. It's made of cork and rubber. Hmm, okay. Yeah. You know, uh, it's... it's it's. Uh, I was uh, on the Guardian uh, site to, to see if there was an, any interesting news that we need to cover in the news before. And I always go to the cricket scores because I think that is... One of the best thing to show you that sometimes sport is so convoluted that I have I, I think I've I would rather hear an explanation of American football again than cricket. I have tried to learn it, and I I can honestly say that it is one of the most convoluted scoring systems I have ever heard of in my entire life. Yeah, I've heard people talk about the scores in like a, 
in like a way where you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And it's like can take a week to play the game. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which yes. that does. I mean, I guess it makes sense to a degree. Like, I I can understand playing a game does for a it? week. Well, in the sense of like Dungeons and Dragons, those games yes. can go on for weeks yes. and things like that. Right? Yes. So. Yes. That I can understand. But when 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 you have like people that that follows this and it's like oh we're going to have three matches and find out who's the best over those three matches oh how long are those three matches oh they could be a week or two <laughs> it's like okay three matches so it <laughs> and just like sitting there and watching balls being hidden it is like i i i i i think it's I think it's more interesting to watch compete uh, competing in, like fishing, like cricket. For me, does absolutely nothing. Like I would rather watch fishing than cricket. Uh, I don't know. I guess it depends. I mean, cricket is really they got really high scores, right? Like that's the whole thing is like sure. the scores can get really really high because the game goes so on yes. long. Goes yes. on so long. Sorry. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. If you're into baseball, would you be into cricket? It's a question. Like, if you're a baseball fan, I have a feeling it would be easier, just, well, like, to make the transition than if you're, like, uh, American maybe? football or, uh, you know, actual football Except soccer football. fan, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Uh, but, yeah, no. Uh, Norway have their own cricket team, if you knew that. We're not very good. Oh, I'm sure... America has a cricket team. I'm sure we're the wor like the worst. Actually, let's see if American. I've never heard of the American cricket team like competing, but. <laughs> well, I have never heard of the Norwegian team competing either. So, there's that. But uh, the people that are competing are are usually from cultures of other uh, countries like India and Pakistan and. England and things like that. I've never heard of a Norwegian uh, cricketer in my entire life. Uh, but, uh, yeah, apparently there were some problems with the American cricket team in 2007 when the ICC okay. suspended the team for problems with the administration, but it was then again recognized by the administration in 2008, and it, it was expelled from the USACA, whatever that is, but then made a return in 2017 to the AGM. Oh, so the AGM. Oh. There's been some ups and downs for the U.S. cricket team, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> according to Wik or according to Google, at least. Yeah, uh, sports ball. Me and Luke, we so care about sports. We're so interested. I did uh, watch AEW this week, but uh, that's uh, that's the nearest sport I come. Fake. Right, yeah. fake, fake sport, fake, fake sport. Uh, some something that I wish was uh, a little fake. Uh, the war in Ukraine, it's still going on, sadly. Uh, yeah, I heard an interesting stat somebody mentioned yesterday, talking about like how, uh, in history, like wars generally don't just last a few weeks. It, like even the shortest wars that you think about in. In the past, like last months, even the sh like the shortest of short wars, so um, we can expect this to be going at least for the next few months, just by you know just looking into history, if that makes sense. Uh, I googled searched uh, shortest war in history, 
the Anglo Sansibar War is the shortest. The brief battle between Collard's uh, supporters and the British Navy took less than an hour. Is considered the shortest war in recorded history. Is that even? Cons- I, I I would have a hard time considering that a war, right? <laughs> it does. It does say that. Sounds like a bar fight more than it sounds like a war. <laughs> shortest war in history. Okay. Yeah, I guess then it comes down to what is the definition of a war, I suppose. If, mm. if a war can last an hour, mm, I guess so. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. But I, that's just I mean, something I heard from somebody. Is like, generally, when it comes to, like, major conflicts that are considered wars, uh, they don't well, they don't just go away in a week or so, is, I guess, the point. The Anglo-Sansibar uh, War was a military conflict between United Kingdom and Sansibar Solsalate on... 27th of August, 1896. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the shortest war. But yeah, no, let's well, hope... Who uh, won? You didn't say who won the war. Yeah, I I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, nobody wins war. Oh, Br- British victory. British okay. victory, of course. <laughs> you know, the very known Sansibarian... It's a fun name to say, at least, Zanzibar. Zanzibar, Sans- yeah. Yeah. I don't even know where Zanzibar is. Well, they don't They don't start wars, so that's why you've... N- is Zanzibar still a country? Actually, you should look that up. I know it used to be a country. <laughs> I don't know if it's still a country. Uh, I'll check that out. Well, why are you talking about I, I, Wasn't there a tongue twister, like something about a zebra from Zanzibar? I think there was a tongue twister that was like that. Um... Yeah, but Finland apparently also doesn't usually start wars, according to the president. No. Um, Finnish president had a meeting with pre- uh, U.S. President Joe Biden uh, amid the deepening crisis in Ukraine. Finnish President Salio Ninisto uh, mm-hmm. had a summit at the White House Friday during the press appearance before cameras in the Oval Austin's Oval Office, Biden joked that the world would be a much safer place if the Scandinavian nations were in charge of global affairs. What do you think about yeah. that, Fro? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Couldn't agree more. While traditionally seen as a neutral party between Russia and the West, Finland is now actively considering joining NATO in defiance of Vladimir Putin and Russia. Right, so... uh and then the Finnish leader kind of made a little joke about America here in the uh, in the exchange they had uh, in front of the cameras. So we got a video. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch the video, let me know when you're ready. Yeah, I just want to say that uh, Zanzibar uh, quit being a country in 1964. Oh, okay. So the zebra from oh. Zanzibar tongue twister is like an old, really old one, probably. Yeah. Old, old common uh, thing. Yes. Yes, so what is this video all about, Look, Sorry. Uh, right, they just had a talk, right? And uh, we're going to hear what they kind of agreed on, and then right at the end, they they have a, a little joke, back joking back and forth that we'll hear. So go ahead and give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. I'm delighted to have a good friend here with us today, the President of Finland, and... Uh, White House and what is the critical This moment. week is the first time I realized that they have a prime minister and president. And I cuz I thought that one lady was the leader of Finland to be honest. 
United what leader? Atlantic, what woman? The Prime Minister of Finland. Until I saw this guy sitting in a chair. And uh, we agreed it's not only an attack on Ukraine, it's an attack on the security of Europe and on the global peace and stability. We're committed to helping Ukraine defend itself and uh, um, in support of a humanitarian... I like how the Finnish leader just kind of nods. Nods, yes, he has nothing to say about it. Yep, 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 yep. I want to thank you also for the leadership you have showed. He sounds very Finnish. I don't think his English is great, probably. With the Ukrainian people. Sorry? It doesn't seem like his English is great. For their country. And we do no. our best to help them. Because, you know, my predecessor who sat in this seat, uh, President Obama, used to say, we'd be all right if we left everything to the Nordic countries. <laughs> and we'd be fine. Well, <laughs> we usually don't start wars. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But it's true, though. <laughs> It's, it's that, I, right. I, I think that's the point. Like Biden kind of owned himself by saying that. Like maybe you. He's, yeah. <laughs> I think the thing maybe is, like the U.S. is kind of just running the world right now, right? The world police, as lots of people call us. Uh, and he's calling the world. Right. He's like, yeah, that would be good if we ran anything, everything, because we don't just go around like starting random wars with random people, right? I mean, when did Finland uh, start a war? I don't think they probably ever... I mean, they've been invaded a number of times, right? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Many, many times. Even here it says Finland was invaded by the Soviet Union in 1939 to 1940, when Finnish troops and guerrilla fighters put up an unexpected fierce opposition to Russian troops. Mm -hmm. The conflict ended with Finland seceding part of its territory to the Soviet Union. Uh, the war gave the rise of the name Molotov Cocktails for the homemade petrol bombs, mm -hmm. uh, a sarcastic fr Finnish response to false claims by the Soviet foreign minister Vyachalev Molotov. Oh, I never knew that's mm -hmm. where that came from. Uh, that Russian pilots were merely dropping bread baskets on Finland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know... Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think I, I think the world should be uh, in in care of the Nordic countries. I think we would have a much more peaceful world situation. What do you think about them joining NATO? I mean, they're they're not definitely doing it yet, but they're definitely in talks about it. Who joining NATO? Ukraine? Finland. Oh, Finland. Uh, that's what sure. they were. That's what this talk. Some of these talks why were not? about. Yeah. I mean, we're in part of NATO, so why not? Uh, it's what I heard yesterday and today is that the Ukrainian president came out and said he's a, he's now changed course and is against joining NATO. Uh, Ukrainians, yeah. Yeah, which they were talking about maybe like it was an idea, especially after the invasion. And now there's mm -hmm. what I read is that the Ukrainian president is like they don't really want us to be part of NATO. They just, uh, they don't really have our back. I think he's in, in talking about, like, that um, they aren't actually sending troops in to, into Ukraine, right? Uh, do you think right. that's what 
why he doesn't want to join now. I, I, I that's what I was to understand. I think it is more interesting that uh, they really, really want to join EU like as fast as possible. I mean, they have been to the EU conference and like, oh, we we want a membership in the EU right now. I find that incredibly strange. They they want to be a member of the EU, but not NATO. Um, I mean, that's more of a monetary thing, probably, just for the economic so. thing, uh, economic reasons, and NATO is, uh, you know, militarily, getting backed militarily by, by that whole sure, thing. Sure, but there are EU troops, so... Right, yeah, um... Because of so the, I, like, coalition of all the different countries, yeah, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I just think uh, it's weird. Well, I, I guess it's actually kind of good, in a way, because it could mean a sooner end to the war, because that was supposedly one of the reasons that Putin invaded Ukraine was because they were thinking about joining NATO, right? But I think we've realized yes. in the last two weeks that that really wasn't the actual reason. Like, he had other... Like, if that was the actual reason, he could have come to the table and talked about NATO before invading Ukraine, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was the Nazis. Well, the Nazis. <laughs> oh, the Nazis, right. Yes, that is hiding in Ukraine. Wasn't there some video they put out? Like, I, I read an article about a video put out by the Russians showing Nazis in Ukraine. And I'm I went sure to try to find is. the video, and I couldn't find the video. So I don't know. Maybe that's because, like, uh, actually, uh, YouTube is doing their job in shutting down false flag information. Well, we—that's uh, just it. Like, I, I should be able to make up my own mind, to be honest, whether or not it's true. Like, I, I don't have to trust them, but I should at least be able to see what evidence they're presenting, right? Uh, true. Uh, but yeah, uh, not only was uh, Biden uh, taking care of the Finnish president, he also announced that there will be a ban of imports of Russian oil. That is interesting. Striking harder at Russia's economy, Joe Biden said on Thursday or on Tuesday, sorry, or he ordered a ban of Russian oil imports uh, in retaliation for the onslaught on Ukraine. Major trade action is in response to the pleas of the Ukrainians' leaders. Uh, thrust, thrust the U.S. out in front of the Western nations to seek a halt to the invasion. Uh, Americans will feel the pain, too, at the gas pump, Biden acknowledged, uh, declaring defending freedom is going to cost. Right, he did, this was last week we talked about how he, or maybe even two weeks ago, saying that this was all going to, the U.S. was going to see it, us get hit at the gas pump. Uh, and that seems to be what's what's going on. Um, I guess what the European Union will, a lot of European countries would probably do the same if they didn't have such a dependence on Russian oil. I, I think somebody said like Germany is like 50% of their oil comes from Russia, right? So that they, they basically lose half their, uh, oil, which would be pretty devastating, I suppose, for like their economy. Um... It says here, unlike the U.S., the major oil and gas producers, Europe relies on imports for 90% of its gas and 90% of its oil. Russia supplies 40% of Europe's gas and a quarter of its oil, right? So 
that's all of Europe, 40%. So can you imagine if they just didn't have that gas anymore? So, uh, yeah, I, there's a talk of Biden saying uh, this is a reason to start moving over to more clean energy also. So it's kind of mm. like maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Like, hey, maybe we need to get off fossil fuels and maybe this is the thing that's going to help push us in that direction, right? Mm. You remember when I said uh, that Zanzibar is not a country anymore? Uh, yes. Uh, that is uh, kind of correct and not. It is an autonomous region of Tanzania. So it has its own government. But it's not a country. Right. Right, okay. So, okay. Whatever, the, whatever that means. Whatever that means. What do you think about banning Russian oil? I think it's smart. I think it. Uh, I. I think. I think that's that's uh, hitting them where it. Uh, well, that, that's at least trying to hit them uh, where it hurts. And I think, I think that's smart. To be honest, I thought it was hilarious, at least in America, to see Republicans that were. Um, they wanted. Uh, they were for. Uh, sanctions on. Russian oil and getting rid of Russian uh -huh. uh, Russian oil imports into America. They were totally for that, the Republicans. <coughs> but they're really mad about the raising of gas prices. <laughs> and it's like, you can't, you gotta choose a lane, guys. You can't have, <laughs> have it both ways here. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah, it, I, it's not even a misunderstanding uh, of the situation. It's more that they just want to have it they want to have their cake and eat it too right yeah mm. as someone that's not eating cake is probably the under group uh, fighters uh, uh, that are trying to get to ukraine or the medics yeah there's a lot of talk about that the u.s is not uh u.s and european countries are not putting boots on the ground right right but a former U.S. military linguist is arming volunteers with Russian phrases like put your weapons down before they head to the Ukraine to fight. Mm -hmm. Another U.S. veteran said he was in Ukraine linking volunteers to groups on the ground. They are among organizers from three U.S. online networks uh, Reuters spoke to this week that are creating underground pipelines of military, medical, and volunteers for Ukraine. The networks are part of an organized effort to mobilize uh, hundreds of North Americans prepared to fight for Ukraine, as well as thousands of people from other countries as well. Uh, a ling the linguist's training group is helping military veterans brush up on skills like first aid and marksmanship. Most instruction is online. Some use units doing uh, do physical training also, though. Three groups operate mm. behind layers of security, performing background checks and video interviews. Over concern, Russian elements are trying to infiltrate and sabotage their operations. Members stress they are private hmm. individuals who have no links to the U.S. government or U.S. armed services. What do you think about this? I, I'm concerned. I'm a little concerned, yeah. That seems a little tiny bit weird, doesn't it? Um, well, I, I mean, it's... It's American boots on the ground. I mean, it's not American military boots on the ground, right? But it's former military right. boots on the ground. So, is, 
how do you is see this better, going? How do you see how do you see the response from the from Russia to this? I don't think Russia cares if it's it's uh, it's a hundred and ten percent legit or not. To be honest, what do you mean? I don't. Uh, well, they're not going to say, "Ah, oh, aha, American troops." Oh, but uh, Biden didn't tell you to come, so we're going to let you be okay. But they're not going to care if it's it's hundred and ten percent from Biden or not, they're just going to say, ah, you're American troops, and then maybe attack. Right, or, or say that it's a justification for for war with the U.S., I guess. That's that's what I'm... Mm. Uh, more than a dozen potential volunteers that Reuters spoke to in the U.S. and Canada, only a third mm. said that they had military, law enforcement, or medical... Uh, conflict zone experience. So these people, mm. some of these people aren't even like military veterans, they're just random ass dudes. Mm. Probably like uh, militia men who think they mm -hmm. are hot shit that want to go over there and shoot people, right? That's another yeah. concern that I didn't even think about until just now, is like, how many of these people are just psychos that just want to go kill people? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> They're just like, oh, I, I get to murder people and I'm not going to get arrested for it? Yeah, exactly. That's, I don't think we want those people over there at all. That could just be a bet. That's a recipe for disaster, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Me don't like it. That is uh, what I'm going to say. I, I just think it's... Yeah, I think, I think Russia is not going to care that uh, Biden... Uh, said it was okay or not. They're just going to say, see it as uh, another form of aggression from American side. Uh, maybe when they are there, they can bring some Coke and Pepsi to the people because, uh, um, yeah, it's uh, impossible to get there, right? This isn't Russia, actually. Uh, ah. Coca-Cola and Pepsi pull out of Russia as the Ukraine crisis deepens, McDonald's has also said is temporarily closing 850 restaurants in, in Russia. Okay. Mm. Uh, some of the America's best-known brands took a step, uh, took the step to pull back from Russia on Tuesday when Coca-Cola Co. said it would suspend operations in the country as well as McDonald's Corp. and said they were temporarily closing its restaurants. Uh, Pepsi Inc. too said it was halting sales of the big soda brand such as PepsiCo and 7up but would continue to sell their potato chips and daily essentials such as milk cheese and baby formula uh, snacks and drinks oh the snack and drink giant is exploring options for other businesses in Russia including out the including writing off the value of different units according to people familiar with the matter okay okay this is can I can I say I find this a little strange and a little stupid okay why? Because it's like what, what, why does it, how does it harm, uh, you, uh, uh, uh Russia to have Coca Cola or Pepsi there? <clears throat> well, I think uh, there's already like the companies, a lot of companies that you see doing this and being like, oh, we're pulling out of Russia. It's kind of um, 
they're doing it as a PR move, like a public relations move to right. be to, to see seem like they're pro. Uh, they're on the side of the Ukrainian people. They don't give two single fucks about the Ukrainian the US, people. The U.S. has sanctions against Russia that makes these companies do this. They have to do this because of the sanctions against Russia, and then they just use the the oh we're they are being forced to do it, and then they go out and into the media and they say. Uh, oh, we did this because we're we're for the people of Ukraine, even though they're uh, that's they're bullshit. totally forced to do it by the yeah. U.S. government, right? Yeah. But it's good PR for these companies, also. But at the same time, I, I oh, Pepsi, Seven Up, whatever, they're continuing to sell essentials like milk, cheese, and baby formula, which I think is good, uh, so mm -hmm. that it doesn't hurt r the Russian people more, which a lot of these sanctions are, which I'm against any of the sanctions that are going to directly hurt just ordinary, everyday Russian people, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think the McDonald's closures could do that, just because it is right. it is a cheap, cheap form of food that lots of po like people with less yeah. money uh, depend on as like an everyday food source, right? Um, especially yeah, in lower income areas, even here in America, yeah. Yeah. The, they're doing it to save p money for their broken ice cream machine. <laughs> right? Yeah, they Francis, got their broken uh, ice cream machine lawsuit that's coming up. <laughs> they have to save money. What I read is there's also, like, a huge problem with getting beef into the country or getting beef... Um, there's a supply chain issue. Hey, look, look, joke incoming. Uh, there is enough beef in Russia. <laughs> there's a lot of beef happening in that area of the world right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, beef have two meanings. Quaka waka. But yeah, no, I understand that. It's a, uh, it's, it's. I, I guess, I guess, I, I, I understand why it's going on, but it seems a little. Yeah, it seems a little like they're doing it just to to be a little vogue. Well, there was feels. T this morning there was a article about um, supposedly there was a double agent Russian spy in the U.S. Um, of course, that it was, was arrested. Um, just today, uh, <clears throat> and it's I've, I've, I'm scared that we're gonna go back into this McCarthyite like evil yeah. Russian like yeah they there's been reports that there's a place in New York called the Russian Tea Room which is like a very mm -hmm. famous restaurant very famous yeah, um, I know of it so it's famous and it's not even <laughs> Russian like it's not owned right. by Russians it's just called the, and it was like a, it was vandalized because people don't like Russians now. Right. You know, different yeah. places have been vandalized just because they sound Russian. People in Canada yeah. were getting upset at Putin because it sounds like Putin, even Putin, though it's... Putin, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's like... Um, yeah, I don't... I, I'm afraid of, like, the... What's... It's... Uh, the... People, people going after... It's very similar to what happened with COVID and... Asian Americans and Asians uh, around the world being discriminated against because people saw that saw it as like oh you gave me COVID because you're like somewhat look somewhat Chinese even though you could be like Filipino right uh, I'm just worried about like xenophobia of people who have nothing to do with this you know <laughs> with the decision of thing. Putin yeah. or his you know his government like xenophobia against just random even you know refugees who are coming out of Russia and going to other 
other countries right now getting right. discriminated against and things like that. Yeah. And all those mail order brides. <laughs> yeah. 90 Day Fiance is never going to be the same after this. Um. <laughs> oh I love God. it. That was the dark joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's dark, look. <laughs> that's dark. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's yes. kind of true, though. It's true. It's kind of true. It's the dark and dark, but true. But yeah, like I said, McDonald's. Uh, they are sued for 90 millions over broken ice cream machines. 900 million. So almost a billion dollars. 900 millions, yes. McDonald's being sued for 900 million by a company that created a product to fix their broken ice cream machines. Mm -hmm. They're being sued by a company that created a product to fix their stuff, <laughs> right? Uh, the startup business called Kitsch created a device to help troubleshoot the ice cream machines that sold uh, and sold it to 500 different McDonald's restaurants franchisees, but as reported by Wired, McDonald's bosses allegedly ordered these devices removed in November 2020. According to emails referenced in the lawsuit, McDonald's remo removed the devices from its machines as they violated their warranty uh, and confidentiality information, uh, as well as causing risk what? of serious human injury. How would you get serious okay. human injury from an ice cream machine, number one? Well, you can get s serious human uh, injury from their coffee, so I guess it's not impossible. Um, what, you stick your tongue to it and get frozen, like Christmas story? <laughs> uh, since you too much ice cream. <laughs> since, right, you get you get diabetes. That's the, <laughs> that's the, that's the, <laughs> the real issue. Uh, since oh, the removal oh. of devices, Kitsch has seen a drop-off in sales. In response, the small company filed a lawsuit on March 1st that accuses McDonald's of false advertising and wrongfully in interfering with its contracts and customers. The lawsuit also claims that the restaurant chain defamed the, the Kitsch name as well. Uh, the co-founder, Melissa Nelson, told Wired, They've tarnished our name, they've scared off our customers, and they've ruined our business. They were anti-competitive, and they lied about a product that they said would be released. McDonald's had every reason to know that Kitsch was safe and didn't have any issues. It was not dangerous like they claim, and so we're suing them. Mm. Right, so this is, uh, I mean, I, sh I sent you a video about this, what, two years ago, maybe? Two, at, at least. Right, yeah. there, so, like, it's been a meme online about the broken ice cream machines um, for years, probably five, six years online, the broken ice cream machine thing has been a meme, uh, mm. because literally always in, in America, McDonald's ice cream machines are just constantly broken. Like, you want to get ice cream there, you have a one in ten chance to the point somebody created a website that shows which ice cream machines are op are working and not in different McDonald's locations across the US mm. that's how far the meme went online obviously so then Kitsch this company created a product to fix that problem but what we found out in that video that I sent you I don't even remember who it was by but he did a deep dive into like the mechanics the code and software of the actual ice cream machine itself and found mm. out that it m was breaking on purpose, right? Uh, yeah. 
to benefit the people who fixed Ice Cream Machine. It breaks on yep. purpose, then they have to bring in the guy, and they make money off of fixing it. And they found Just out like, that... Go ahead. Yeah, cell phone companies make your cell phone go a little slower when the new model comes out. Right, exactly. Uh, obsolescence, or, or something like that, right? Um, right. Where in, in this scenario, in the McDonald's ice cream machine thing, the guy in the YouTube video, he discovered that the company that creates the ice cream machines is making something like 40% of its profit, something around there. Like a lot of its profit was coming from maintenance and repairs on a machine that they were creating to break on purpose. Right. (laughs) And so this kitsch, these kitsch people created a, uh, a workaround for the McDonald's franchisees. McDonald's got mad because they have a deal with the ice cream machine maker uh, and that even is shown here in the response to the lawsuit where they say mm-hmm. uh, it violates their warranty, right? So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, extremely strange. And it's uh, also one of those things that I go like, oh, 900 million. Yes, please. The whole thing is kind of a... Um, Looking at it, you see how corporations work and how mm. certain businesses make money. In the in pursuit of making money, they create a worse product on purpose. Right. And that creates them more money. And it's like this cycle where then everything becomes a bad product and that you have to continuously replace it, like you said, with the iPhone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just bad for... The, it's also bad for the environment because then you're throwing away all these computer parts and everything. Yeah. Yeah, and that is maybe also one of those things that people don't really think of, like uh, recycling of electronic uh, things does not work. It does not work at all. Your most of is, it, uh, most of the uh, most of it. Yeah, yeah. Some of it you can can recycle, but most of it not. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some Nazis, uh, Proud Boys, uh, uh, Enrique. Oh, Tario? Yep, that was perfect. Uh, he he led the Proud Boys. Uh, he is now arrested over the U.S. Capitol attacks. Right, if you remember, we've talked about this guy in the past, Fro. Um, I do th- remember. This was the guy that people found out. He was a former FBI informant before yes. joining the Proud Boys. Uh, he also was arrested by the FBI two days before mm-hmm. the Capitol uh, attack actually even happened. So he wasn't there. He wasn't a part of the Capitol attack, but he's being arrested for conspiracy in his alleged role in planning the January 6th attack. The Justice Department announced Tuesday he's one of the most prominent defendants yet to face charges for his alleg- alleged involvement in the insurrection. It says, although Tario was not accused of physically taking part in the breach of the Capitol, the Justice Department said Tario conspired to corruptly obstruct, influence, and impede an official proceeding uh, and the certification of the Electoral College vote. Can I also find it a little interesting with the name as Enrique Tario that you're a Trump supporter and it's Proud Boys guy? Uh, Yeah, I guess so. I mean, there's a lot of um, people in those groups that you wouldn't expect to be in those groups, I suppose. Um, 
Yeah, it says Tario was kept from participating in the Capitol riot after he pled guilty to stealing and burning a Black Lives Matter burnt banner that was hanging from a church and bringing a high-capacity magazine into uh, D.C., which I guess you're not allowed... Oh, well, yeah, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, a condition of his release on January 5th, 2021, was to stay out of Washington. This is why he wasn't uh, in the Capitol riot itself. Um Tario is, by the way, Cuban-American and of Afro-Cuban background. Okay. Yeah. Whoa, shit, what was that? That sounded like you, like, attacked the microphone. Oh, I might have bumped the microphone with my elbow or something. Holy fuck, that scared the shit out of me. Uh, Tario was named in a superseding indictment Monday in the District of Columbia, along with five previously charged defendants, Ethan Nordine, uh... Joseph Biggs, this guy is from, he used to be an InfoWars guy, Joseph mm -hmm. Biggs, Zachary, yes. Zachary Rail, uh, Charlie Donahue, and Dominic Pazola, Pazoli, Pazola. Something, yeah. something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's just interesting because there was a lot of, uh, I would say, theories that this guy might have been, the, because he got arrested, like, the day before the riot happened and he's the leader of the group that the riot happened uh, and he was mm -hmm. a former FBI informant that maybe this guy and never got arrested in, up until this point that this guy mm -hmm. maybe was kind of um, what's a good word he was covered by the FBI like that he might have still been an informant but looks like he wasn't right I mean that's what this shows to me I don't know what you think about mm -hmm. that yeah no I agree I, I find this whole thing a very, very, very strange case of, of uh, yeah, I, I really don't know who to trust her. <laughs> Neither the government or Tario. Yeah, that's a, I mean, I don't trust either of them, I guess. That's me, though. Hey, uh, cancel culture. Uh, I hate cancel culture. Uh, I think it's kind of funny when people blame cancel culture for their political downfall. Uh, I find it extremely more funny when Andrew Cuomo does it. You right. know, I, I, because like, that, he, he was definitely a part of cancel culture. Right, yeah. He didn't do anything wrong. Uh, you know, like, cancel culture, <laughs> there's a f there, it's not even a fine line. There's a really thick line between, like, being, yes. doing sexual harassment and that yes, that's not being canceled when you sexually harass somebody, right? Yeah, um, yeah, that's just being a bad person. Uh, just after six six months after he resigned from office in disgrace, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo or former New York Go uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo appeared to be hinting mm -hmm. at a political comeback in remarks at the <laughs> Brooklyn Church Sunday. <laughs> he made a campaign-like stop at the church uh, to deliver a speech in which he condemned cancel culture. The public appearance is his first since leaving office. This came a week after Cuomo campaign launched a digital and te television advertising campaign pushing a si similar message that he was driven from office unfairly. Uh, Cuomo quoted the Bible several times as he described his... Of course he did. As he described... Uh, what went on on the offensive uh, oh as he went on the offensive to attack political sharks in Albany who he said smelled blood and exploited the situation for their own political gain the actions mm -hmm. against me were prosecutorial misconduct they used 
cancel culture to effectively overturn my election. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Aha. Yes. Uh, let's see. This is from uh, Letitia James. Sexual, uh, serial sexual harasser Andrew Cuomo won't even spare a house of worship from his lies, even through multiple <laughs> independent investigations that have found his victims to be credible. Cuomo continues yeah. to blame everyone else but himself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, like, yeah, I mean, getting canceled uh, for, like, I don't know, who's somebody that got canceled that's, like, an actual being canceled, where it's not like you, it's not like uh, James Charles, where you actually sexually assault, uh, sexually harass somebody, right? Because uh, that's not really okay. getting canceled, I don't think. That's just yeah. being a criminal. Like, that, that's, there's, yes. I think a lot of people make a weird distinction, or make a weird uh, mix-up between, like, being a criminal and being canceled, you know what and I'm saying? And this ignore. And this ignore. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yes. I thought you said yeah. just ignore, and I was like, just ignore oh, what? Oh, no, no. I thought no, you had no. a... <laughs> no, no, no. And this ignore. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. Um. And, and... Certain certain situations like uh, it's it's not there's no criminal act that happened or anything like that and the person mm-hmm. uh, everybody comes after them that's kind of being canceled when there's an actual crime that happens that's just a crime that's not getting canceled <laughs> yeah like uh, Louis C K didn't get canceled I guess is my point right <laughs> yeah no no it, he it he committed a crime right. Yeah, no, and the criminal say excuses is as old as Stonehenge. They really are. Uh, because Stonehenge is very old, get me? Like, it's also... It is very, uh, very old. Yeah, and so, yes. is, so is he and his excuses, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, talking about Stonehenge, it's weird how this was a transition. Weird. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's been a mystery. Uh, how it got there, why it's there, how it was built, because those rocks are pretty heavy. And from uh, far away, also. And, fr- and also from very far away, yes. So, why is Stonehenge there? The mystery of Stonehenge may finally have been unraveled by researchers who say it is a giant solar calendar that may link uh, the UK to ancient Egypt. Uh Timothy, Professor Timothy Darville from Bournemouth, never heard of it, University, concluded that the site was created on, in the solar year of 30, oh, on, based on the solar year uh, with 365.25 days, which is the same kind of calendar we use, so that's Mm. strange, to help people keep track of days, weeks, and months. Uh, however, the weeks were 10 days long, and there were more months than we are used to today. Uh, this is from him. Such a solar calendar was developed in Eastern Mediterranean uh, centuries after 3000 BC and was adopted in Egypt as a civil calendar around 2700 BC and was widely used in at the start of the Old Kingdom about 2600 BC. It is possible that the calendar tracked by Stonehenge was in influenced by these cultures okay so Mm -hmm. uh yeah i mean i guess i always didn't you always knew that that stonehenge was some kind of 
ca- like yeah. there were calendar aspects yeah. to it. Yeah. So I don't think that's like um, really Super. a revelation, revelation. Yeah. But I think the connecting the type of calendar to these other type of calendars, I guess mm. that is the revelation here. Yeah. You know. Each of the 30 stones in a, in the circle represent a day within the month. Within a month, it's self-divided into three weeks, each of ten days. Okay, yeah. Hmm. So they, it was a, it was similar to ours because it was 365 days, it just different months and years. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Notron tells the truth this week, so let's go right into some TV. Uh, yeah, I guess the first thing I saw this week was... Uh, a show that came out last week, Fat Tuesday. I meant to watch it last week, but uh, I got around to it this okay. week. Uh, it's about... Uh, do you know uh, the comedy store in LA? It's like super famous comedy club that like yeah. lots and lots of famous comedians have come out of like doing mm-hmm. stand-up. Um, there was a, a thing called Fat Tuesday, which was like an event that was put on there every Tuesday, obviously by the name, uh, okay. but it was specifically, like, African-American comedians, uh, ha- like, they had their own day to do specific, like, a specific event, uh, which was put on by the specific guy, and it kind of goes into how it was created, uh, in the beginning, at least, uh, who, why it was created, like, it can't, like some of the reasons, uh, like, it, it started to develop right after the Rodney King riots and things like that like the comedy styles of a lot of those people so they had a very like brash in your face style obviously um and so many famous people came out of it uh it's a mm-hmm. documentary it's very interesting if you like uh, stories about you know the history of show business it's got uh, you know snoop dogs in it uh dave Chappelle's cool. in it uh nick cannon there's a lot of regina king a lot of people you would see, like, a lot of comedians. Uh, Steve Harvey's in it at one point. Like, do, they talked to him. Okay. Uh, Chris Tucker, I think, was in it at one point. You know, a lot of different uh, famous black comedians. So, uh, I don't know. I'd give this, from what I've seen of it, probably a 6.5. Se- uh, yeah, I'll give it a 6.5. It's a pretty standard documentary, but the content's interesting enough. Hey, do you want to say see a crazy television show about superheroes? Well, then you could see The Guardians of Justice on Netflix. Right, yeah. This is bonkers. I I have I've never seen anything like this. It it, it reminds me of <sighs> The Watchmen if The Watchmen was even more crazy. <laughs> well, they're going for like a 1980s um, heavy metal vibe. You know the movie Heavy yeah. Metal from the 80s? It's got like this. Yes. It's got that stylistic look to it, but it's also kind of um, vaporwave a little bit. It's got a little vaporwave look to it. Uh, I like this. Stylistically, it's really good. Some of the acting, not the best, but the story is no, interesting. The, the, but I. I so don't care about acting in this. this well, is I think just the whole thing fun. is a little bit cheesy and over the it top. It is so cheesy. And so the, if the acting top. is cheesy and over the top, yeah. it doesn't really take away from it just because the whole yeah. the rest of it is already that. It, so it blends, if that makes sense. 
And how fun is it to, to see Diamond Dallas Page in a in a Netflix show? It took me three quarters of the way through the first episode to realize that's who it was. <laughs> well, he's, really? Because he's wearing a mask, so you know yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to go by the voice, like. I was like, I yes. know this voice. Who is this? Who is this? <laughs> this voice is so familiar, you know? And then after a while, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And then I saw, yeah. like, started, I think it's Diamond Dallas Page, but I saw, like, had to just go by, like, his, you know, his mouth is all you really see. So, mm. but he does have kind of a distinctive scar on his face that, um. It does, yeah. That, that's the one thing they gave it away from me, besides the voice, obviously. Uh, Denise shirt uh, also very funny to see in this, yeah. Uh, very many like uh, cool people that you kind of like uh, haven't thought about uh, for uh, quite a while, but uh, yeah, no, this is bonkers. This is so out of this world, strange, and I fucking loved it. I loved every single fucking second of it. I have not seen it through because it's been so much to watch this week. I just haven't had time, but this is something I will continue watching. I've seen four, three, three or four episodes. Uh, I give it a eight. Uh, I give it a seven point five. So we're close. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw three episodes. They're really short. They're like mm -hmm. almost ten minutes each because of the credits. Uh, but they have like interesting. Under the credits, they have interesting bits that you still are fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, very fun. Um, I guess I'll go Big Talk Brother... About Ca oh, sorry, oh, what? Yeah, no, come on. Big Brother Canada Season 10, uh, finally coming back, I think. Uh, this, well, obviously this season... Is this the first season since the pandemic? I want to say it is, but I could be wrong. Uh, Maybe they had one last year? I think there was one last year? I don't remember, but... Uh, yeah, like it definitely feels different than bef than before. That I don't know. I from what I've seen, I still it's still Big Brother. It's still like mm. I would say my favorite reality show. I, I used to be super Survivor head. Like it was that was my favorite of all time. Mm -hmm. And then I started getting into Big Brother, and now I'm I'm more hardcore Big Brother. I don't think I've seen the last two seasons of Survivor. So <laughs> I guess I'd say it's a lot. Uh, mm. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with the first two episodes, at least. I haven't seen the third episode, but uh, interesting cast. The theme for this year is the greatest game show on Earth, um, so it has some interesting twists. Uh, I don't know, would you agree that Big Brother is the greatest game show on Earth? It's up there. I mean, like, co complexity-wise, I think maybe it is slight. It's It depends, I guess, mm. but... Uh, Holy Moly is up there. Holy Moly? Is that a game show? I guess it's a game show, sure. It is, yeah. Come on. Alright. Uh, I don't think that's been around as long as Big Brother, but... Is it Survivor or is it Big Brother, though? I think that's the real question, right? Yeah, and I guess that just depends on which side of the aisle you land on. I mean, some people like both, but... Um, I think it's, some people like one and some people like the other, but... I don't know, I think... Um, Survivor, the one thing Survivor doesn't have is 24-hour live feeds, which Big mm. Brother does, which kind of puts it over the top to me, because you you mm. can, it's automatically less scripted in a way, where like, yes, it's mm -hmm. scripted in when you watch it on the t television, but if you get the live feeds, it's totally unscripted, where Survivor, that would be really cool if they did 
live feeds, but I don't know how they would do that in a jungle. But uh, another uh, superhero thing is the boys presents diabolical. Diabolical, mm -hmm. yes. Uh, this is a cartoon version of the boys. Not and really I, I a version. Say, it's a spin-off. Well, it's a cartoon spin-off spin of the boys. Yeah. And I have to say that when the first episode was no speaking, I I just fell for it. I I just okay. I love this. This is so funny. Uh, Lasers boy day out. It's one of the most funny things I have ever seen. And then it, yeah, it's silly and it's like it doesn't take itself too serious. Uh, the animation style is different for for each episode. Very very funny. I had no problem watching this. What did you think? Um, yeah, I mean the first episode was just Mindy segment from Animaniacs. If you remember that, <laughs> where yes. it's the little girl who just continuously is making the dog's life hell because she's like walking <laughs> in, into construction zones and things like that. Um, and it, it had like a Looney Tunes style animation to it yes. too, right? I mean, this yeah, was yeah. each one is a different style animation. It's whatever. I, do, I wasn't a huge fan of the boys, so this didn't really, you know, like I like the Matrix a lot, so I really like the Animatrix, which is like the, right, the same right. kind of thing that happened here. But I'm not a huge fan of the boys, so I didn't really connect with this as much. But I like some mm. of the animation stuff, the animation style. Um, yeah, if you like the boys, you'll really like this. If not, I don't know, I gave it a 5.5. Uh, okay, yeah, I give it a 7. Uh, more my, my kind of cup of tea. I just was like, is this necessary? Do we really need this? But I, sure. sure, I guess we do. Some because be, people. The thing is, a lot of people really love the boys, so I understand mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. Is it my turn? Oh yeah, it's my turn. Yep. Um, the courtship. Did you see this? Mm-hmm. Uh, reality show. Um, about. It's basically they do the Bachelorette, right? But set mm -hmm. in. Set in Jane Austen, er, like set in a Jane Austen type uh, romance novel mm -hmm. setting, right? Um, so they're all do they, they all are wearing what era is this? Like the seventeen hundreds, something seven hundreds, like yeah, seventeen hundreds, somewhere in there, uh, where they're all up in the very very fancy dress uh, that they're trying to impress the lady of the house and she's got her family behind her judging uh all the men right um mm. yeah i don't know it's i don't know it's the bachelorette i don't if you like that maybe you like this i thought the they made a lot like they even referenced uh, pride and prejudice and things like this so many times in this that it's kind of i don't know mm, I don't know why, why the setting was the way it was. What do you did you understand why they made it this way? No, and I to be honest, I I, I didn't like it. Uh, Rick Edwards is a terrible host as well. I like the surfer guy. He was kind of funny. <laughs> the one with the long blonde hair, and he's like, yes, I don't even yes. kind of like know why I'm here, bro. But like, <laughs> bro, yeah. I like studying the dance moves and doing the one twos. <laughs> and you're like, this guy is not going past like yeah. third round. Yeah. Like he almost yeah. got out in this first episode, right? Um, but yeah, yeah, but it's the Bachelorette. She and but instead of doing like a rose ceremony, 
they get kicked out of the castle after doing it like a dance, right? Right. Right. Yeah, no, I'm going to give this a pretty low score. Uh, yeah, me too. Three, three and a half. Uh, I'm I'm with you there. Three and a half. I also yeah. find it really weird to romanticize these old times, where it's uh-huh. like, yes, it was like this for rich people, but do the same reality <laughs> show in that time period for poor people, it would look a lot different. <laughs> hey, look! Do you need a new Tiger King show? Of course, we didn't, haven't had enough Tiger King in the last <laughs> three months, so... Oh, my God. Uh, but this is not based on the... It's not based on the uh, Tiger King show. It's based on the podcast that came before the, uh, the Tiger King show, so that makes everything uh, different. Uh, but uh, I have to say... Uh, Kate McKinnon, Carol Baskin, that was funny. Kyle McLeakland, where the fuck have you been? Uh, but John Cameron Mitchell as Joe Exotic. Mm-hmm. That is just perfect. He was amazing as Joe Exotic. I'm not sure I'd bought Kate McKinnon as Carol Baskin, but I totally bought him as uh, Joe Exotic. Uh, I think he... Uh, embodied the the character more, where she was kind of what's a good word for it? She was up, she was over playing it to a degree. Yes, yes, yes. right. Like um, the facial, the way she did her face movements, where it's very stilted and like right. she got, got her eyes like looking all kind of um, all over the place and things like that. She was kind of, but that's her acting style. Like I, she has a. Yes commercial for a cell phone here in America where she's overacting in, which I don't even know how that's possible. Um. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I didn't didn't think I would uh, like this, to be honest, and I I binged all of it uh, on one day. I've seen three episodes, and I'm going to keep watching it. Um, It's fun. I mean, the one part is I don't... It's... It's only available on Peacock if you have a subscription. So, and I don't know how many people have that, right? So, I don't know how mm. many people are actually going to see this. Um, I don't know any. I mean, some of the uh, it's over the top. It's definitely comedy on purpose. Mm. I didn't feel like either side, at least from what I saw, was getting um, no, pr- like getting preferential treatment. Like right. they, they weren't saying, yeah. okay, this is the good good guy and this is the bad guy they both look right. bad they both look yes. like the bad guy in this which i yes. i appreciate yes. um for different reasons right in different parts yes. of the show uh overall i give it a actually i'm gonna give it a seven i'm going to give it a seven and a half okay um let's talk about the dropout which we watched uh yes we def- definitely did this is about the theranos uh the woman who founded this company Theranos to and and ended up scamming all these pe- people by telling them she had a working uh, blood testing device that ended up being mm-hmm. a complete scam, taking all these people's money, and she was eventually arrested uh, and went to trial. I believe she was found guilty. Uh, and this is the story of that. Um, acting was very, very good. I think the story is, you know... Uh, interesting enough that it worked. Uh, what's the main actress's name? I, I'm trying to remember her name. Amanda Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried 
Yeah. Really great. Um, if this Very was good. later in the year, I'd be like, wow, she's going to get an Emmy. But I guess yeah. she could still. It's just really early in the year for people to remember. Um, she was extremely good. Uh, fun to see Stephen Fry in something that uh, is serious. Uh, I have also down that it was fun to see Naveen Andrews again uh, mm-hmm. from Lost, of course. Uh, it it took uh, Luke. Uh, I said to Luke, "Isn't that the guy from Lost?" And he said, "Oh, it is, because he looks so old in this show." Right. Yeah. <laughs> he was almost like we we didn't recognize him. I'm not sure if he he they may have put. I'm not sure if he's gained a lot of weight or maybe they like made him up that to look that way. If they did, right. it was a really good job, but um. You know, he looked a lot different than years ago. I mean, Lost came yes. out so many years ago, so... And I don't think I've seen him in anything since, but I probably have. Me neither, yeah. Uh, I mean, the show itself is really, really good. I'm, I'd give it a 8.5, probably. Yeah, I, 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 I've I, seen three episodes, and I'm I'm hooked to this. I'm, I'm going to give it an 8.5, even maybe 9. Uh, let's see, Pieces of Her, I guess? Okay. Uh, Netflix, uh, this is, uh, uh, Tony Collette's new show. Uh, I shouldn't really say that it's Tony Collette's new show. There's a lot of really good actors in this, yeah. Yes, uh, this is stocked with very good actors. I wish the show was as good as the actors. Um, I mean, it is. It seems like I saw this in a movie recently, where it was like, Mm -hmm. but I think it was a dad who ended up being the secret. uh, Yes, yes. Uh, Oh gosh, with with uh, uh, better call soul guy. Right, that's nobody. Yes, there you go. Nobody. I I know I've seen this the storyline before recently. Yeah, there you go. Yes, nobody. Yes. But yeah, no, it's it's about this uh, girl that finds out that her mother hasn't been who she said she is, and that she's really John Wick, <laughs> and uh, and uh, right uh, when because... what, what happens is somebody uh, shoots up a restaurant, and she happens to right. be there and like takes the guy out, uh, right. very like you know super ninja woman style, um, right. and. The daughter sees it and realizes, wait, what's going on here? And then her mom <laughs> kind of sends her away and is like, basically says there are people after me. Uh, and at that, yeah. at that point, we realize, okay, there's something else going on with Tony Collette's character. And so does the daughter. And I guess what they say is the storyline is mostly <clears throat> about, because I've only seen two episodes, is mostly about the daughter trying to figure out who her mom is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm two episodes and I'm out, and I'm a little sad that I'm out because I I wish this was better. It's just that there's a overload of good actors in this. I just wish the storyline was more interesting. I mean, one thing, one problem is we saw something very similar to this recently, so it feels rehashed. Yeah. And then uh, the acting's good, and I think the cinematography and everything is very good. I feel like. Mm. It's v- the storyline itself, like you said, is very um, bland, I guess, in a way where yeah. it's like, oh, it's very clear what's going on here. I- it- predictable mm-hmm. is another good word for it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I give it a. Um, I'd probably give it a 
probably give it a 5.5. 5. I, I will give it a 5, yeah. Alright, I saw Candy and the Gang. Do you see this? Nope. This is about a restaurant. It's a reality show about a restaurant owned by Candy Burgess, who I believe was on The View oh, at some point, right? Yes, yeah. Um, it's called OLG, which stands for Old Lady Gang, which is like three <laughs> old ladies who have really good recipes, uh, and so they use these recipes to create the restaurant, but it's owned by Candy Burgess. <laughs> uh, mm. And so she shows up as like the owner and then there's like the employees which are characters but they're the big storyline at least in this first episode is they're bringing in a guy who is like a, a restaurant a, one of those guys who comes in and like makes everything more efficient you know one of those efficiency experts or whatever so he's coming in and like oh this employee isn't doing their job well enough this or that and it creates conflict obviously mm. um it's a reality show you know about a a business and how uh, mixing family with business because a lot of these people are family f or like really good friends or like the people who help them bring up the business and create the business from scratch. So mm. I, I don't know. I'd probably give this a four point. F I'm gonna give a four. It's a really standard reality show. Nothing super interesting. Some of it seems incredibly fake. There's one point where they're in the middle of a lunch rush and they're like, "Oh, the power went out." And it's like 100 degrees outside or something. And it's like, mm. okay, this is just... It seems really scripted and fake. Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay, I'm going to Australia for my next one. It is called Tropo. This is an ABC Australia show uh, about uh, this very eccentric private investigator uh, and this uh, un disgraced cop that... Uh, uh, tries to find this Korean family uh, that are like very uh, into tech and uh, sh he needs to work with this private investigator called Amanda and they need to like uncover a lot of like very strange death and they are very unlikely though and they have to like fight fight for for like like them being uh, together she's super young and and cool and he's super old and on hip and uh, they also like go in in far into north queensland of australia it's a super cool kind of trippy drama crime that I really enjoyed. Uh, season one is out. I'm definitely going to see all of season one. I've just seen two episodes. Uh, but uh, yeah, I will give this a nine, actually. Tropo. Tropo, okay. The last thing I saw was... Well, I think this is the last thing. Uh, the thing about Pam, which was on NBC. Did you see this? Uh, yes. Uh, starring Renee Zellweger. It also has what Judy Greer in it uh, and Josh Duhamel. Uh, Is this how Renee Zellweger looks like now? Well, no. There's definitely make. Uh, okay. Yeah. Good. The the. I mean, it was very clearly prosthetics on her face. <laughs> That's. I mean, I don't know. Well, no. We saw her in something really recently, and she was not. Yeah. No. Um, 
Yeah, this is a show. It's a show based on a podcast. Another show based on a podcast, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, second uh-huh. one this week. I'm, I have a feeling we're going to see a lot more of those. Uh, this is a true crime p- show. I have a feeling we're going to get a lot more true crime podcast type shows coming out in the next few months. Um, just because it's a very popular genre right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, from the first episode, it's just about a woman who murdered her friend and set up her husband, as far as I can tell, right? Mm-hmm. So they, I don't know, they kind of give away the murderer right at the beginning murderer in the right first away, episode. Yes. But yes. then I guess it's the story is how the police, uh, specifically the detective, which is uh, Matt, Matt Brandt is the actor's name, uh, who mm-hmm. plays the detective, how he figures out uh, who actually did it. Because um, it's very clear, like, they show you, the they even show you in this episode the evidence that he's going to use to catch her, right? Like the cup that she drops on the ground in front of the house when she shows up with the mm-hmm. necklace, because the necklace is going to connect back to her buying it the day before the murder happened. Right. I don't know if I like this. Okay. I, I'm not sure I... I, I... I hated it either. Good acting, I did think. Uh, fun to see uh, Josh uh, Moe in another thing. Judy Gare was also there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I can I can't put my finger upon it and say that this was bad and this was good. It just felt a little maybe bland is the word I'm looking for. Oh, okay. I don't know. It felt yeah. very stylistic to me. Very, like, they played up the weird suburban, uh, suburbanite uh, feel of, like, even at one point she's talking to the cops and the neighbor's mm-hmm. like, hey, what's going on? Like, from across the mm-hmm. driveway. And it's, like, that very weird suburbanite uh mentality of, like, mm, I just murdered somebody, but I'm going to act like everything's okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I like it stylistically. I thought the acting was good. The story, I mean, it's only one episode, so who knows where it's, yeah. if it's going to be good or not. But the, I guess the one problem I had with it is, like, the predictability of, like, okay, you just gave mm. us everything right in the first episode. So mm. I'm going to give it a seven. I'm going to give it a six. The last thing I saw was Shining Whale on Stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is with Courtney Cox and uh, Greg Kinnear. Uh, uh, it is a horror comedy. Uh, I'm more on the comedy part than the horror part. Uh, it is about this uh, very dysfunctional family that moves into a town uh, with a house that, of course, has a history. And nobody seems to uh, notice that things are going on in the house, except the mother, of course. Okay. And uh, and uh, the evil spirits are trying to to possess her. It's a show. It's 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 strange. I really 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 liked it. Uh, I I thought it was funny. I will give it a seven and a half. Uh, Courtney Cox is very funny in it. Greg Kinnear is very funny in it. And uh, yeah, there are some very good cameos by Mira Servino 
uh, uh, that is also in it. But uh, yeah, I give it a seven and a half. Yeah. All right. The last thing we both saw was How I Met Your Father, episode eight, The Perfect Shot. Sophie and Jesse navigate a day in the life of an artist. Valentina retaliates against her boss. Sid and Ellen deal with an unexpected visitor. Uh, yeah, I. Sophie and Jesse uh, storyline was kind of like, uh, they were talking about how they mm, wanted to become artists at the very beginning of the episode. Then they go to mm. what a dentist's office and see all these. For some reason, this dentist office is just filled with failed artists. For some reason, yes, we don't and know. It's wh- kind of funny. I guess it's funny. It just doesn't make sense. Like why it would be like you know yeah. what I mean. Um, but they realize, oh man, maybe maybe our careers aren't going to go. Maybe our lives aren't going to go exactly the way we we plan it or whatever. Mm. Uh, and that that storyline ended up, you know, just being like, we need to figure out what we're going to do. Uh, we just have to accept that we can't. Uh, what's a good word? Good way to put it. We just can't. We have to accept that we can't uh, know what's going to happen in the future. And then mm. they kind. And then they fall in love and they kiss at the end. Yeah, because she breaks it up with her boyfriend that doesn't think that she should have a dream, but kind of like because he was very irritated of some people, other people that were like trying to follow their dreams and. and and he talked very like down on them. Well, he yeah. what did he say? He said like, uh, "There comes a time in your your life where you have to like move on from that dream if it's not working." Mm. And she's like, the whole episode trying to figure out whether or not she wants to yeah. follow this dream of being a photographer. And that yeah. I think that both like made her realize oh, this guy's not going to have my back. Number one, right? And number two, yeah. like, oh, this actually is what I want to do. I really do want to become a photographer, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, the other two storylines were very much comic comedy relief uh but it's, i really like this episode this is one of my favorite episodes the f- had the funniest gag bit not joke but the gag bit mm. where the the boss had the doll and was talking <laughs> shit to the doll that looked just like her and and saying like oh i wasn't yeah. saying that to you and she's like yeah. you're just doing yeah. this so that i can't sue you and he's like no i'm not <laughs> <laughs> that was the best gag of the whole show honestly yeah. But yeah, no, I give this episode uh, an 8. I agree. I give it an 8 also. Uh, but look, we have decided what we are going to do after uh, uh, we're done with how you, uh, we met your father. See, there, I almost did it. You did. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, what are we going to do after? Uh, the new Halo show yeah. coming out. On Paramount Plus, uh, it says Master Chief, a cybernetically enhanced super soldier, defends humanity from an alien covenant in the 26th century. Let's see who's in this. Uh, Pablo Schreiber, Jen Taylor, Natasha McElnhorn. Uh, mm-hmm. Not a lot of people. I mean, you've I've seen a lot of these faces, but they're not really noticeable names, I guess. Like, yeah. Um, but we it says here that they've... Uh, that the first season premieres March twenty fourth, uh, mm-hmm. and, and they've uh, they've renewed it already, even though it hasn't come out yet. What? I mean, that's a good sign. Okay, that is a very good sign because that means that I have to have some 
believe that it's good. <laughs> um, yeah, they ha- like, and that uh, they probably showed it to people, and there was a good reaction to it, also, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah, yeah. They said uh, Paramount Plus live action Hulu adaptation is not debuted, but that is not stopping them from renewing the series ahead of the premiere on Tuesday. Viacom CBS announced it will work with. Uh, 343 Industries, Showtime, and Steven Spielberg's Amblin Television to produce a second season of the show. Okay. Uh, Yeah, that's a good sign for it being decent, at least. It does tell Mm -hmm. me that we're going to not get a wrap-up ending at the end of this season either, though. Right. So it kind of spoils, not spoils the ending, but gives us an idea of, like, okay, we're going to have probably a cliffhanger or something like that. Yeah. But you know, uh, I'm I'm not super excited to to watch this. But uh, to be honest, it was the only thing that's premiering around the, the date that we're done with. How I met your mo- uh, father. See there, I did it actually. Uh, but uh, it's I I guess it's interesting enough. How do you feel about it? I mean, if it's bad, we'll do two episodes and you're out. But. This yeah. gives me a hope that at least it could be good. Yeah. And will it be our first Paramount Plus show? <sighs> no, we did. Um, so? No, no, there was that one, or was that an Amazon show? The one that was like they, the guy dies and he goes into the metaverse type thing. Oh no, that was Amazon. That was Amazon. Okay. Yes. Yeah, maybe yes. it is our first Paramount Plus show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. It's not uh, Netflix about- though. Yeah, no, it's not Netflix, because they have shut down in Russia as well. Uh, days after infinitely suspending all production in in Russia, Netflix has announced Sunday that it would go further in response to worsening violence in Ukraine and pull its streaming service entirely from Russia. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. TikTok has also suspended uh, new content and live streaming on its platform in Russia. They've suspended... Uh, oh, in a statement, TikTok said the safety of its employees and users is the highest priority. TikTok said that in light of Russian's new fake news laws, we have no choice but to suspend live streaming and new content to our service in Russia while we review the safety implications of this law. Okay. Um, I mean, I that, I think the TikTok one is, is kind of... Uh, it could be bad, just because... If people want to, like protesters, in if they wanted to live stream on TikTok, they can't do that now, right? So right, yeah. Uh, then again, they could use a VPN, can't they? So I'm not sure if they if they can work around that with a phone. Well, yeah, I guess they could. Yeah, I guess I have VPN on my phone. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, but how long is the Russian internet going to be up? Because wasn't there talks like last year of the Russians yes. actually just sh- completely closing, down, closing yeah. or not closing down the internet, but like uh, separating their internet from the rest of the world, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, did you ever play God of War, Luke? Uh, no, but I watched a lot of people play it back when it came out back in the day. It seems like it's getting a TV series adoption. Uh, PlayStation's flagship action-adventure franchise, God of War, is heading to television. Prime Video is in negotiations uh, for a TV series based on the hugely popular popular game, sources say. So we're not 100% on this yet, but uh, they're in talks. So we'll see. Mm. I don't know. 
Last of Us is coming out very soon, so... I just I think this, have a strange yeah. feeling it's going to end up looking... Just because of the type of game it is, it's going to end up looking a lot like the World of Warcraft movie, and that could oh. not be great. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that amazing World of Warcraft movie that they made, Luke? Yeah, it was great. It was, it was so good. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, everybody go and watch oh, watch that. What was it called again? Warcraft? I think it was just called Warcraft, yeah. Yeah. Audible, uh, audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. You can go there and get a free trial uh, and a free book. If you cancel the trial, get a free book uh, and keep the free book. Mm, if you want to keep the trial, you get a lot of good things from Audible and not just books. Mm -hmm. They have all different kinds of things. They've got tons of other stuff Podcasts. on there that's... Uh, good listening content. So if you like listening to us, you might like listening to something on Audible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eurovision. Let's do the news first, I guess. Sure. Uh, uh, 56 uh, artists are competing in the American Song Contest, uh, and six of them is very, very famous, uh, according to people. I, um, I I think three of them is very famous, but uh, that's me. Um, yeah, so Jewel is in the song contest. That seems a little unfair, Luke. Uh, yeah, especially... I mean, it seems to me, as far as I can tell, like everybody else that's in it isn't really like a huge name, right? Uh, well, there are some. Michael Bolton. Well, I'm just saying, like, the majority of the 56 names right. are not Michael Bolton. Like, uh, right. UG Skywalken from Indiana. I've never... <laughs> right? But in Nevada, yeah. the Crystal Method, I'm pretty sure most people have heard of. <laughs> yes. So, it seems yeah, like there are some, it might be stacked, kind of. Like, the might yeah. be might not be 100% fair. Yeah. Uh, also famous Cisco from that long song, that long, that long, that long song, that long, that long. I guess he's still around. He must. I yeah. mean, I don't. He must be my age, is my guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mesa Gray is there. I said it. So what have they said about the voting? Is it voting by the you know? Is it no fucking clue? Americans voting, or is it done by judges? I, I'm assuming it's um, America trying to win America's vote. Here it is. Uh, yeah. D duo or band trying to win America's vote. Right. So here's the issue <laughs> with this: mm. when you have Macy mm. Gray and Michael Bolton and uh, Jewel, Jewel, who are already yes. established names, they're always yeah. going to get the vote, right? Because they're an established yeah. name. Like, if you put... Um, I mean, Jordan Smith is also maybe one of the most famous there. He he won The Voice. I mean, I, I guess my point is, like, if it was not big bands, and mm. you would still have a bias because certain people are going to vote depending on which state you're in. Like, okay, I want to vote for the mm. person from Oregon because I'm from Oregon. I can understand that. Right. But when you have an internet, like, international superstar against people who are just regular everyday musicians, 
It doesn't mm. seem fair to me. I don't know. The, have you, this have contest you, uh, already seems rigged, I guess, is my point. So I have a, a, a question for you from Oregon. Uh, have you ever heard of courtship? I have ev never ever heard of courtship. Courtship? No. With a period? That is, is that period on purpose or an accident? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Uh, you go into the Eurovision uh, yeah. contest. Because uh, we have we have some 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 uh, groups that is uh, that we are going to talk about, uh, and I'm not stalling because I'm totally uh, trying to figure it out. Uh, the courtship period is there. It the period is supposed to be there. Uh, yes. Like yeah, okay. a musical group emerging from the roles as supporting players on the Los Angeles indie scene, the duo of Micah Gordon and Eli Hirsch. Uh, construct shimmering electronic indie pop uh, with crystal clear hooks and, as courtship. Uh, project yeah. debut album was in 2018. I've heard of Hi Eli Hirsch. Why have I heard that name before? Let me look it up. Hmm. Uh, well, the first uh, one we are going to talk about is uh, Christian Alkman uh, with River from Poland. What did you think of Christian, uh, my friend? Uh, yeah, I really liked Poland. it. I liked this song. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Uh, it's so good. It, I'm feeling this is this is one of those songs that's going to get a great, like, I don't know, uh, uh, trance mix or, like, something like that. Like, yeah. deep trance mix is going to, they're going to, there's going to be a great one of those for this. I thought his voice was very good. Uh, the visuals are pretty cool. They kind of reminded me of that scene with Pamela Anderson from Barbed Wire where she's dancing in front of the... <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's funny that we both know that. Uh, but, oh, gosh. But, like, the song itself is really, really good. Uh, stage performance, it it's just him standing there with actually some really yeah. cool effects, the big fans, and a lot of mm. smoke and lighting. Um, overall, I give this a... Oh, sorry, what? Yeah, cool use of drums, very like dramatic. Very, this is a, a kind of a ballad I like. I really dig this. Really, really cool and very like up there. Yeah, I don't know. I'd give it a. I gotta give this one an eight point five. I think it's got a good chance of winning. Oh, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm. I I have it on an eight. Really liked it. I mean, I think this is uh, one of the better songs in the last few weeks, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, then uh, we have uh, <laughs> a song that that, <laughs> that is not uh, as good. Uh, it is Stripper from, <laughs> from uh, the little country of San Marino. <sighs> Why... Is this so trying to be last year's winning song? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> this is so trying to be last last year's winner that it it hurts. It hurts me that this is even allowed to be on. I had to double check and make sure this wasn't just Italy again. <laughs> again? Oh, like, not yeah. again, not the same band, but I mean, like... Whether they had just Italy was like, oh, we did good job with this kind of music last year. Let's try it again. You know what I mean? Like, and I was like, oh, it's not them. It's just them being copycatted. Yeah, I mean, you got to imagine that 
uh, they know they're not going to win just because why would uh, such a similar sound and such a similar look win two years in a row? But I, I, I and don't it's know. Not, and it's not as good either. Well, I think the biggest problem I had with this song is like, generally in Eurovision songs, <laughs> generally in Eurovision songs, like, yeah, uh, I was going to say, you're, uh, in, having English in your song, even if you're a yeah. foreign speaker, is a good thing because it will connect to more people than just your native tongue, right? Um, nope, nope. But in Not this, in this <laughs> I think they should have... If they were going to have him speak English, it should have just been one word every once in a while, which seemed to work all yeah. right. But whenever yeah. he tried to go more than one word of English, it was... <laughs> Not good. It was not good. And it ruined the flow of the the melody, even. So, like, yeah, that was the biggest problem I had with it. I I, I, I see they bombing with this song. They will not be in the final. I I did this... Uh, I t people will understand this. This is trying to copycat uh, last year's winner. And uh, the English in this is abysmal. Uh, he slurs when he sings. It is impossible to hear what he sings. Uh, but yeah, I will give it a one. Okay. Um, uh, what would you give it? I'll probably give it like a 2.5. Okay. Uh, last country is Australia. With uh, Sheldon Riley with Not the Same. I'm 110% convinced that you don't know who this is. Uh, no. I don't know who this is. This is an Australian uh, idol of mine. I love him. Uh, so it's very, very strange to see him on stage. He was on uh, an Australian version of The Voice. Oh yeah, uh, I read that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I did know that. And I have followed him since that. But, uh, so I'm going to be a little biased. But what did you think of this very ballad, ballad song of all ballads? Uh, yeah, this is the song with the fans, isn't it? Not, I yes. thought the other song was the one that you were talking about. Uh, yeah, so everything I said about th that song is what I thought about this song. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. So this is one of your favorites. Yeah. The other one's good. Really? The other one's good. I like Poland as well. Uh, but so I didn't think I was it was good as, as good as this. Yeah, the Polish right. one is kind of more standard. Uh, this one's a little uh, more interesting, I guess. Yeah. And his voice. Holy moly, his voice. Can we talk a little about his voice? He can sing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but like I said, it... it what it lacks in stage performance, it makes up for in vocals. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I am going to give this a 9, so I'm very happy that you are up there. Well, I gave it an 8.5, yeah. 8.5, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to redo the Polish one? <laughs> I mean, I, I, that one I'd give a 7. I don't really need to redo okay. it. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, yeah. So you're pretty far. You're pretty near there as well. Okay. Yeah. So what did you find in your Google search? Uh, about Eli Hirsch, uh, he nothing. He just. Yes. I guess there's another uh, American uh, author named Eli Hirsch. Is that what it was? 
and that's what I okay. Like I just mixed the two names up. I guess what was it? Uh, oh, philosopher, American philosopher, right? So uh, some movie news. Pamela Anderson? What? Uh, didn't she have a deal with Netflix already? What do you mean? I thought she j- just got a new deal with Netflix. Uh, she did. Uh, oh. It's been... So, uh, Pam and Tommy came out on Hulu, if you remember that. Oh, uh, that's, that's what I'm thinking of, yes. She didn't have a... That was... She didn't get anything out of that as far uh-huh. as I know. Okay. Uh, the Pam and Tommy has been a subject of controversy largely due to the fact that neither Pam nor Tommy gave their blessings on the TV show, like I said. The sex tape was broadcast to an entire world without their consent, and now the show is again being told without their consent. Uh, on Instagram, In an Instagram story, Anderson went on today to give her side of the story in a post-announcement to the new documentary about the Baywatch story. Oh. Anderson describes herself as not as a victim, but as a survivor. Um, the Keepers, uh, the currently untitled doc, oh, they are currently untitled doc, courtesy of Ryan White, who previously did The Keepers. Uh, the film will have exclusive access to Pam, as well as excerpts from her diary, uh, and a reminder that Anderson kept a leading, a documentary-worthy life post-Tommy as well, uh, when she married mm-hmm. Kid Rock in 2006. Um, people uh, let's see Rachel Rabbit White pointed out uh, Vultures Rachel Rabbit White pointed out many feel that the Hulu series flattens Anderson into a swerf fantasy a woman so used to pleasing men that she can't stand up for herself Um, yeah that's a lot of people didn't like it because of that Uh, do you know what swerf is no uh I think it's sex worker exclusionary radical feminist. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. So the okay. like feminists who are against sex work. It comes from like turf, which is the trans exclusionary radical yes. feminist. Yeah. Which is yeah. like feminists who don't believe that trans people have a right, the same rights as women do, even though they're right. a trans woman. Right. So a swerf is somebody who's against sex work, uh, and. They believe, but I don't know, is Pamela Anderson was always more of an actress than a sex worker. I mean, she was in Playboy and stuff, but I wouldn't ever consider, Mm -hmm. I mean, she was on uh, Home Improvement, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's where where she had her, uh, wasn't that where she had her breakout role? Sure, I mean, she didn't, that was before the implants and everything also. Um, Yeah. So I, she's always been an actress way before she was ever a sex worker. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a strange uh, connection to make. At the bottom of this article, my favorite line, Anderson continues to do acti- activism work for numerous causes, animal rights, AIDS, cannabis, and uh, pardoning Julian Assange. It actually says that and uh, pardoning. <laughs> I don't know why they put that in there. What? That's switch. Okay. Uh, movies. You've seen three. I've seen two. What have you seen? I watched Psych the Movie, or Psych the Movie 3. Uh, Mm? I hadn't seen it yet. I'd seen the first two. I forgot the first one existed, kind of, uh, because the first one was on USA. The second two uh, were both on 
uh, Peacock on Peacock. Yeah, I've seen I've seen one and two. I've not seen three. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, all the same kind of gimmicks, all the same kind of jokes. Uh, this it's got a very good murder mystery plot. So, uh, or yeah, overall, I, I I had a lot of fun with it. I mean, I watched it in the background while I was doing other things. Really good for mm. that. Overall, I don't know. I give it a six. Uh, still very very funny. Okay. I'm prob- probably going to watch it. Uh, if you like Psych, um, you'll love it. Yeah. I love Psych, yeah. You, uh, Luke is actually the reason why I watch Psych. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, probably. Yeah, you are. Yes, you are. You're the one that recommended me. I've always been a that. huge fan of it. Yeah. It's kind of one of those underrated shows, but I think people... It is. Once it got put on, like, Netflix or something, people recognize, oh, this is a great show, yeah. Uh, I've seen The Fall, What Happened with Boeing. This is a documentary on Netflix. Okay. uh, About uh, Boeing profiteering after having uh, contributed to two airline disasters in case of uh, two months Ah. or something. Yes. Uh, Very, very interesting. Uh, Very, very, like... What did really Boeing do, and how they blamed the pilots in the beginning, and then it came out that it was something wrong with their data system and things like that. Ah. Very, very interesting. I recommend it. Uh, I give it a eight and a half. Is this about any like the missing planes, like the planes that went totally missing? Like no, the Malaysia no. one or oh, okay. No. Um. Let's see. I saw House of Gucci from last year. Why? Uh, I was just there, and uh, I'm watching movies. <laughs> a bad I, movie. What? Yeah, it's on the list for I think uh, worst actor in the Razzies mm. for Jared Leto, I believe. Yeah, he's awful in it. Uh, yeah, I think the makeup they put him in was maybe worse than the acting, even. <laughs> um, so I can understand, but yeah, he overacts the part, and, and just the accent he does is so silly. Uh, Lady Gaga is really not a great actress, to be honest. Um, eh, she's okay. She's, I mean, for not being a, a you know big actor or whatever. But I, I didn't. I thought she. Uh, it felt like she was acting to me. You know what I mean? Like mm. it didn't feel like she was playing the. It didn't feel like the character. It felt like she was playing a character. But uh, yeah, all in all, it also felt like oh, rich people problems. That and I'm like, I don't. Do I really care about rich people problems? So overall, mm. I gave this a three. Uh, I saw something that was as long as a movie, or even longer. All Elite Wrestling Revolution. That is what I'm going to put in my movie rounds because that was three, four hours, four hours of wrestling I saw this week. Okay. Uh, really good pay per view. One of the best. Uh, matches I have seen in your history was maybe uh, CM Punk versus MJF uh, cool. in the dog collar match. Uh-huh. Very, very cool. Yeah. Recommend it. Uh, last thing I saw was, I guess we both saw this fresh, right? You saw oh, this yeah. this week. I did. Uh, a movie about a woman who is... Trying to find a f- boy, f- well, trying to find a significant other on yes. a Tinder type app, right? Um, yes. 
and she's having all these bad dates, but then she meets this cute guy who's very charming, I guess, at the grocery store, uh, mm-hmm. falls for him, and they, he says they're going to go on a trip. Uh, and guess what? They don't go on a trip because he's not a good well, guy. Well, they go on a trip. <laughs> oh, sure, not the trip that he said they were going to go on. The right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I like how it starts without any, like, uh, uh, role or anything, and we get, like, uh, who's in it after, like, 20 minutes. It was exactly almost 20 minutes, because I looked at that, too. Yeah. I looked at the time code when that happened. I was like, is the the credits are happening now? What is going on here? Um, yeah, I, I think that was funny. It was it, it was interesting. It made it you know is a stylistic choice. It felt mm, yeah TV show esque. Like that's what a TV show would do more than a movie. Uh, mm. I thought the acting was fine. I didn't think it was anything amazing. The storyline was kind of predictable. Like you knew exa- I, I, at least I knew exactly what was going to happen every step mm. of the way. There was no surprises as far as like the storyline surprises. Um, the main actress is very good, and the main actor is very good. I'll say that. I thought it was shot well, but not nothing special. Uh, they didn't go no. out on go for anything insanely interesting or different. So overall, I'd probably give this actually. Uh, I'll give it a five, right in the middle. Okay, I will give it a six. Okay. I I thought it was a little better. I just this. I was totally expecting some kind of twist at some point, and there never really was any twist. Was the twist that there was no twist? I suppose that was the twist. <laughs> hey, look, if I sing... What do you say then? Ghostbusters! No. Oh. Batman. That's who you're going to call. Right. Warner Brothers DC... Mm-hmm. I'm I know. super excited. Direct current. Me. It's a type of electricity. Created this superhero film. From your secret friend. Who? This is actually one of my favorite Nirvana songs. It's such a good Nirvana song. Having a clue. Play a game. It's Just like the very last song on that album, I think. Any of this mean anything to you? It can't be the real Batman. He does not nips. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. What? Well, most <laughs> most of the Batmans had nips, I think, right? <laughs> I mean, at this point, I mean, the Adam West didn't have nips, but every other yeah, one, mostly, I think. I mean, it is uh, maybe the superhero movie I've been most excited to see in quite a while. When I first saw the poster for this, the, the well, the one poster that has Catwoman and Batman like on the roof, 
Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was they brought back Halle Berry because this lady looks very <laughs> similar to young Halle Berry, like so similar I, that I actually I thought that's who it was. I'm vengeance. Very good trailer. I mean, you can't take yeah. anything away from the trailer. No. Matt Reeves. The Batman. I really hope, I really hope you don't disappoint me. I heard that Colin Farrell also is amazing as the penguin. Uh, penguin. That's not what I heard. So, yeah. What is uh, this Oscar nominated movie all about, Luke? Uh, the Batman, Batman, oh, ventures into Gotham City, City's underworld when a sadistic killer leaves behind a trade trail of cryptic clues. As the evidence begins to lead closer to home, the scale of the perpetrator's plans become clear. He must forge new relationships, unmask the culprit, and bring justice to the abuse of power and corruption that has long plagued Metropolis. Uh... So you got 8.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, 92% of Google users liked it. Pretty solid scores there. Starring Robert Patterson, mm -hmm. Jeffrey Wright, Colin Farrell, Paul Dano, and Zoe Kravitz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is actually the daughter of that other Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz, yeah. Lenny Kravitz, yes. Which I don't know why he ever was famous, because... I mean, personally, I never liked Lenny, Lenny Kravitz? Kravitz. Yeah, I never liked his music. I always thought it was... It wasn't Drill Me, Kill Me, Sill Me, His? That, I don't know what song you're talking about. So, yeah, yep, yeah. it definitely was. I I don't know. Well, Ted Admet gave it one star and said, Nothing enough bats. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a fair that's fair. I mean, it's called Batman, so that's a fair assumption that you're gonna see at least one or two bats. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> that's I, I found that a little funny. But yeah, uh, there's a lot of uh, good reviews for for this. What's what's a one five star review that I found that it was that the Batman is a word a film word uh. Uh, awarding five stars. I couldn't fault it. It was riveting. It was raw with a magical appeal and a derming charm. I don't like this ginger usually, but I was taken uh, back to by its beauty, by its film, and it deserves five stars. Robert Pattinson did a stunning uh, performance, a perfect Batman uh, movie. So, uh, from the Facebook terror. Terry Lynn Bates says the acting was phenomenal. Musical score was was just as much. Uh, in my opinion, best Batman to date. Can't wait for the follow-up. Uh, but Justin Lean, Lean, Lennon, I guess, was, wasn't the worst Batman movie, but f by far uh, not the best. Uh, mediocre is what I would call this. Um, but Joe Corburn says, don't waste your time on this movie. You could listen to Audible and get the same experience. I know he's the Dark Knight, but apparently there's no electricity in Gotham. Even I could be an A-list actor in the dark. Uh, waste your, <laughs> wasted my money. Ever want to be one 
to volunteer to go get refills in the theater, watch this movie mm-hmm. and you'll be able to have that experience. <laughs> Literally <laughs> close my eyes through half of it and I feel like I missed nothing. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, another movie that's coming out this week. Um, uh, my Girlfriend's Saloon. Uh, it's called... Oh, no, it's not. Uh, it's called Huda's Saloon. Uh, almost. Oh, there. yeah. I was uh, like, what? <laughs> 6. 7 out of 10 on IMDb. 77 on Rotten Tomatoes. 72 on Metacritic. Uh, a young mother who is married to a jealous man goes to Huda's Salon in Bethlehem. However, this ordinary visit sours when Huda blackmails the mother to have her work for the Secret Service of the occupiers, thus betraying her people. Uh, yeah, I'm going to guess this is a foreign movie. Okay. Because I have not heard of any of the people. That makes sense. Uh, dear Mr. Okay, it's an initial release September 9, 2021, so it's been been out for a while. Uh, well, that... Are you hearing this? There's like the yes. loudest plane above me. That is a abysmally loud, but I was like, nah, let's just continue. It's just like the loudest plane ever. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. possible that was uh, like a film uh, film festival release, and it probably just came out yeah. in America this week. Especially if it's a foreign film, that it probably was American release uh, this week. Uh, Dear Mr. Body, uh, Brody, I almost said Dear Mr. Body. Dear Mr. Brody, <laughs> uh, filmmaker Keith Maitland reveals the story of Michael Brody Jr., a 21-year-old millionaire who in the 1970s promised to give away his inheritance in the name of peace, but whose efforts ultimately fell flat. That sounds interesting, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, that's good. 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb, so decent scores also. Uh, a die to a day to okay. Let's try that again. A day to die. That was hard to say for some reason. After killing a drug syndicate member while protecting a parole, Connor Conley has one of the, uh, has one day to pay two million dollars in restoration uh, if he doesn't uh, in restoration. He doesn't have to. What? Okay. You want me to read this? <laughs> yes. Let me go find. What? Me, let me find it one second. Okay. Uh, Connor Conley has one day to pay two million dollars in re- reparations. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to Tyrone Pettis. He has to pay money. Just... He doesn't have to Tyrone Pettis. That's what it's saying. Oh, okay. Now I understand it. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You want to continue that? <laughs> Sure. Okay. I was like, what the literal... Yes. He's forced to ask uh, his old military ops crew, led by Bryce Mason, to come together and somehow get $2 million before Connor loses everything he loves. Uh, 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb. And 3.5 of Voices of from the Baltic. Never heard of in my entire life. But this, uh, look, is a movie that we need to see because... It has Bruce Willis and Frank Grillo in it. Oh. Yes. <laughs> it's like double team all over again. Um, I actually... 
<laughs> when I look up the Double thing, <laughs> remember that movie? Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't get voices from the Baltic when I look it up. It only gives me the IMDb score, so that must just be for Norwegians only. Norwegians uh, only. Um, Norwegians only. Let's see, what Night Ride is the last movie that we have here. Mm-hmm. A small-time criminal tries to pull off one last drug deal with cash he borrowed from a dangerous loan shark. When the handover goes catastro- catastrophically wrong, he finds himself in a race with time to locate his missing product and get a new buyer. 6 out of 10 on IMDb, 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, 37 uh, out of 5 on Movie Insider, 74% of Google users liked it, directed by Stephen... Fingleton. This looks super indie and sounds kind hmm. of interesting. Starring Mo Dunford and Desmond Eastwood. Hmm. I don't know. I have... Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Well, what movie would you want to watch the most? Is of course The Day uh, to Die? Of course. Uh, actually, I think it's I The mean, Batman. Um, really? Yeah. You don't want to see Bruce Willis and Frank Keller in the movie, look? I do kind of want to see that because it's going to be pretty terrible, but I can wait <laughs> for that to come out on Netflix, which it probably will in like a week. So, <laughs> uh, I, I guess, I, which is the one you want to see besides the Batman next, though? Because, I mean, the Batman's Ooh. obvious. I think Dear uh, Mr. Brody. Brody, sound, yeah. Yeah, that sounded like yeah. an interesting documentary. I've never heard of this millionaire no. kid from the 1970s, so... Yeah. Uh, coming next week, news of the week, TV and movies of the week, uh, some more Eurovision. Any ideas there? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say Sweden this week as well. Even though we didn't do it this week? Yes. Okay. Yes, because uh, somebody had looked wrong on their calendar and thought Sweden had final this, this week, this... but uh, it didn't. Okay. How I Met Your Father, episode yes. 9, penultimate episode, and another did <laughs> review of I Am Here... Uh, Can I guess that it's about somebody that has lost their memory and come back to their town and uh, needs to find out who they loved and who they hate and that's why it's called I Am Here. I think it's uh, it's another kind of Honey I Shrunk the Kids types thing. Where they accidentally get really shrunk and nobody can see them because they're so small, and that's why. It's oh yeah, I am they here. Vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're always going, "I'm here, I'm here!" They're like waving their arms I'm above here. their head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> waving like they don't, just don't care. I just wanted to say that. Oh. Yep. Yep. That yep. was a thing yep, yep, yep. that you said. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jeremy rounds. I'm, I'm not, I don't got a lot for the Jeremy round. Uh, Oh, Anything interesting happened this week on YouTube that you can think of? Uh, not really. I mean, one thing I mean, we didn't talk about last week was the Jeff Wittick H three stuff and the guy oh, yeah. like going, it's still going on, going to his house and like uh, yeah. driving out in front of his house or whatever. That that was really yeah. weird and creepy of somebody to do. <laughs> yeah, uh, and also. It seems like uh, they had a roast, uh, and that has also gone bad. So, are there? Yeah, they haven't released it, or maybe they've released it now. But it seemed like they hadn't released it, and that. Uh, oh wait, I, I'm just wanna. Def Noodles saying Jeff Wittick is suing David Dobrik. Mm. That's interesting. 
Uh, that's okay. just from the title of the Deaf Noodles thing that just came out an hour ago. Uh, yeah, uh, what did you think about the slap fighting championship between Logan Paul and Arnold Schwarzenegger? What? What are you talking about? Did you not hear about this? No, not at all. <laughs> okay. What happened? I think it, I, I, I think it was like four days ago or something like that. Okay. Uh, uh, where there was this uh, slap fighting championship um, with Logan Paul and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Against each other? No, I think I think they were together. What do you mean together? Like, com, 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 commentating. Oh, see, you made it sound like Logan Paul and Arnold Schwarzenegger were slapping each other in the face. That's no, what no, I, no, no. That's they, what I pictured. Working, when you... No, no, no. Oh, they were working together. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, like that. Okay, that that's a lot less. No wonder I didn't hear about it. Like if if right. it was Logan Paul and Arnold Schwarzenegger in a slap fight, that would be. I would be like, how did no, I not no, hear they... of that? I think everybody should <laughs> no, have no, heard no. of that. No, no, they 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 teamed to create the slap fighting championship. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, almost as interesting as Amaranth selling her farts. Oh my god. This. <laughs> a lot they, of people. They, they, they open one of the jars on Miskiff. I saw the vi- I just saw the clip. I don't yeah. ever watch Miskiff, but I saw the Me clip of, of their reaction, yeah. and I'm pretty sure they over. Like, they played it up a bit in that reaction, don't I you think? I really, really hope so. I really hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it wasn't like Ms. Kiff who was doing it. It was like his friend or whatever. Right. Uh, and I don't know how this guy acts regularly, but it just seemed to me that he was like way over over acting a little bit. Like it, pr- it probably smelt bad, but I don't know. He acted like he was smelling anthrax or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Does anthrax smell bad? No, but he had the reaction like, "Oh my god, it's murdering me! It's ki- like I'm dying right now, kind of almost." But yeah. like, I mean, yeah, it probably smells bad. Uh, Mr. Beast being on uh, Joe Rogan. Have you podcast? listened to it yet? Nah, I just saw the clip, but I kind of want to. Yeah, I haven't listened to anything on Spotify, so I'd have to go up and actually like sign into Spotify again, which I haven't been signed into Spotify since like two phones ago, so. Mm. Uh, I'd have to remember my account and and password no. and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I could bother to do it. It's I I kind of want to find it somewhere that's not Spotify, so I can just download it. You know what I mean? Well, I'm sure you can find it. Hint, hint, somewhere. I know. Hint, yeah, hint. I'm gonna look because yes. I do want to listen to it because the clip that I saw on YouTube. Was interesting. It was very interesting. But at yeah, the same yeah. time, he the clip on YouTube was him talking about like, oh, how do you, how did you make money on, on YouTube? And it's like, yes. Joe Rogan, <laughs> Joe, Joe Rogan, Rogan, you are famous from being on YouTube, <laughs> and making money on YouTube. What the fuck are you have you been doing this whole time? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, why are you asking these questions uh, that you clearly know the answer to? Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I... I find I find the whole thing uh, very interesting, and I, it's the first Joe Rogan thing I actually wanted to see in quite a while. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like, it's the first guest he's had that like 
really interest me. And I think it all yeah. comes out of when Carl, the Carl Mr. Beast podcast or whatever it was called, passed him uh, in the most popular podcast. You remember that? Yes. And so probably he saw that and was like, oh, my God, who is this guy, Mr. Beast? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I would assume that it had something to do with him getting passed by Carl. <laughs> Uh, look, shall we end this with uh, watching a trailer uh, both you and me don't care about? Uh, sure, let me bring it up really quick. Give me a uh, second. Because they came out with a new Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer uh, with Ewan McGregor. Yes, let's relive the worst part of uh, the you- Star Wars saga. The Star Wars sequels, I guess, is that what yes. people call them? Yeah, or prequels or whatever. Uh, sequels, right? Yeah, it was the sequels. Yeah, cause... it's it's after it's after, but it's like yeah, but it's before, right? You're right. Yes, so yes. it is Except like the before. prequels. Yeah, you're right. You're yes. you are correct. Yes. I am in incorrect. Okay, let me get the volume here correct. Uh, actually, let's check and make sure we're not at war. Uh, in the news really quick before we do this. Okay, it says, I don't see anything about us being in a world war. So, give me a countdown on the Obi-Wan Kenobi. In 3, 2, 1, play. This is coming to Disney+, Plus, so Luke is definitely going to watch this. I will not be seeing this. And also, who cares? We lost yeah, I don't know. A lot of people like like this stuff. So. The prequels. People Who like the prequels. Believe it or not, there's a whole movement now of people who are saying that the prequels were good. No, they were not. That's what people are saying. But they were not. Well, there's younger people who like didn't see them when they originally came out, are going back and watching them and saying, "Oh, these aren't bad. What are you talking about?" Oh gosh, this is wrong. I, I, exclusively. Yeah, Disney has all the rights to this stuff, so of course it's only going to be on their on their services. I mean, the only thing that makes me semi interested in it is that Ewan McGregor is in it, and I like him. I mean, it's interesting that he's bringing or taking the role back up, but. You know, it wasn't a great role to begin with, like you said, so it's just weird. It was an awful role. Some I mean, of the settings the in this look interesting, but... Yeah. I mean, he was the best thing about the prequels. Him and Jar Jar Binks. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> does people remember Jar Jar Binks and how awful and racist that was? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. People definitely still meme that to this day, so I'm assuming people remember. Hmm. A good trailer, though. It it got me kind of like a. Well, what was the other no. Disney show? The um, Baby Yoda show. What was that called? Everybody oh, the Mandalorian. Lo- every yeah. love. Everybody loved the Mandalorian, and it's probably done by the same people. So it's I gonna have that level. It's gonna have yeah. that level of quality, probably. You know, so. I like The Mandalorian. I have not seen the Boba Fett uh, Disney Plus show because I really don't care. But uh, um, The Mandalorian I saw some episodes of. Seen maybe three, four episodes. Good. Good enough. But uh, it's nothing like I, I think I'm 
I like yeah. I I want uh, I want to like spend a lot of time with. Yeah, no, me neither. Uh, I'm not. I mean, I'm fine with watching Star Star Wars movies, but I'm not somebody who's going to yeah. go off and see all the like the side projects and things like that. So, like Rogue One is still one of my favorite Star Wars movies. That was re- a really good one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. that's actually my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. It's because the storyline is actually like good in that and it's not just a bunch of like um, nonsense talks about politics or something like that yeah yeah Yeah. holy god the prequels when they go into like the discussion of politics especially in 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 part two of the prequels oh gosh so abysmally boring anyway i'm not a big star wars fan here so Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure why I'm complaining uh, over a movie. Something that you don't even like? Sure. <laughs> I sound like every like 40-year-old uh, uh, nerd on the internet. The prequels are so bad. But uh, anyway, uh, my name is Fro. My name is Luke. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Another di- another digital another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another citizen. Another citizen.